Welcome to episode 37 of My Circus, My Monkeys. Today, we're continuing our series on the four basic needs of followers. We did a combo episode kind of covering an overview of all of them. Two weeks ago, we talked about trust. Last week, we talked about compassion. And today, we're going to delve in deeper to stability. Stay tuned because we're going to talk about how you can create stability for your team members and why that's so important. You're listening to My Circus, My Monkeys, the podcast for supervisors in education or any field that emphasizes growth and development. If you want to reign in the chaos and transform your team to better serve your students and clients, keep listening. This podcast explores essential information on supervision, employee engagement, and using a strengths-based framework to empower you and your team. We'll examine the latest research in psychology, neuroscience, education, and beyond to help you and your team get to the next level with your host, Ann Brackett, the Chief Engagement Officer of Strengths University. Stability. That feeling of being safe, of being grounded, is important in so many areas of our lives, and that is true for work as well. So I want to do a very literal example. I want you to think about a task that you enjoy doing. So something in your strength zone, maybe it's meeting with a student, maybe it's doing a spreadsheet. That's not enjoyable for me, but I know other people enjoy it. Maybe it's coming up with a new idea or developing a new program, but something you enjoy doing. Now imagine you're working on stable ground, like you have your computer, you're sitting at your desk, maybe you're outside on the quad because it's a nice day, maybe you're at home because it's a pandemic, but you're sitting there, you feel comfortable, you can completely focus on that task. Now imagine you're sitting there trying to work on your task, and all of a sudden the ground underneath you is unstable. It's kind of giving way, all of a sudden falling to the left, maybe there's an earthquake, maybe it's suddenly you're sitting on a sinkhole, but all of a sudden where you are working on that thing that you enjoy doing is no longer stable. How effectively can you do that task? How much can you focus and be productive getting it done? And again, this is something that you enjoy doing. And if it's something you don't enjoy doing, then you are already kind of distracted. But now you're worried about literally the ground coming out from under you. As I said, this is a literal example. And for most of us, we don't really have this problem where we're working somewhere and we have to be concerned that we might collapse into a sinkhole or fall into quicksand, that sort of thing. But the point I am trying to make is that when you don't feel stable, you cannot focus, you can't be as productive, and you can't be as effective. So what is stability really about when we're talking about the needs of followers at work? It's talking about transparency, and that's especially true when we're talking about the vision that administrators have for the institution, and we're talking about the financial security of your institution. Now, Gallup has found that employees are nine times more likely to be engaged when they think their institution is financially secure. 
In other words, they don't have to think about, will I have a job next year? Will I have a job in six months? They don't even have to worry about that because the foundation underneath them is solid. Last week, we talked a little bit about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and we were talking about that in terms of compassion. The bottom two levels of Maslow's hierarchy is, as you know, physiological, so things like food, water, shelter, and safety needs, so security and safety, are crucial. Because when you don't have your basic needs taken care of and you don't feel safe, those belongingness and love needs that you have, there's still needs, but you can't even get that far. You're so worried and distracted by the fact that you don't know where your next meal is coming from. And in this situation, I don't know if I'm going to have a job in six months. And our brain is amazingly powerful at imagining something that hasn't happened yet. So even though no one has said you don't have a job, you're just imagining it, you're suddenly filling your head with this idea that you're living on the street, your family's not being taken care of, all of these things, which is, of course, you know, stress-inducing. But you can't focus on those other things. And certainly, it is very difficult for you to focus on getting your job done, even if, I guess, the argument would be, well, the better you focus on your job, the more likely we'll be successful and you'll have a job. But that's not how the brain works. That's not how we work. So you really have to have that base level of feeling secure and having your employees feel stable in order to build up, in order to to allow people the freedom to focus on the things that they need to get done and not just get them done, but get them done in an excellent way. So just like last week, let's kind of diverge from the hierarchy of needs and talk about Gallup's Q12, Gallup's engagement survey. And really, stability is the foundation of engagement. When you look at the first two questions that Gallup has found that really contribute to an employee's sense of engagement, Q1, I know what's expected of me at work. Because if you don't even know what you're supposed to be doing, and not just what you're supposed to be doing, but what you're supposed to be achieving, what you're supposed to be producing, what are those outcomes that you're going to be measured on, then you are going to be constantly worried, am I doing the right thing? Oh my gosh, am I going to be fired? I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Help me figure it out. You're going to be almost panicked because you don't even feel stable in the job that you have. And Q2 I have the materials and equipment I need to do my work right. So even if you know what's expected of you and what you're supposed to be doing and what outcomes you're supposed to achieve, if you don't have the tools to get that done, again, there's this sense of unease. There's this sense of panic, discomfort, whatever you want to call it, because you know you're supposed to be doing X, Y, Z, but you don't even have the tools to do it. You don't have the resources. You don't have the manpower. Honestly, I think a lot of us are feeling that right now as demands on our time, on our support have been increased with the pandemic. But at the same time, resources have been pulled away, whether that be personnel, whether that be just budget dollars. We're just being stretched so thin that even though, oh my gosh, we're supposed to do this, we're supposed to get retention up to that, I can't do it. Oh my God, if I can't do it, 
the university is going to go under. I'm going to lose my job. All the students will be out in the street and I'll die a horrible death. And of course, that's a slight exaggeration, but it's kind of what's going on in our primitive mind because, again, that grounding, that, that stability needs to be there for us to be able to focus and do our jobs well. Otherwise, our brain, uh, uh, you know, again, keeping in mind, our brain's number one job is to help us survive. So when it feels like that survival is at risk, it's freaking out. And that puts you smack dab in that stress response. So if your employees do not feel stable, and again, we're living in a time where there's a lot of good reasons for them not to feel stable. And maybe you're not feeling that stable, depending on what the situation is with your institution. But if that's true, then you yourself, if you sit back and be like, hmm, just like my imaginary, very literal example at the beginning, if you're literally worried about your safety, the, the ground falling out from underneath you, no matter how enjoyable a task is, no matter how much you care about your students and how passionate you are, the back of your head, there's always going to be that worry and that level of stress that, oh my God, I kind of have to pay attention to all these other things too to catch myself before I fall. And that's a very, like, that's a super basic physiological reaction that human beings have when they don't feel stable. And that is why it's so important for you as a supervisor to help give your team that sense of stability. Okay, so now that we've talked about why it's important to create that sense of stability, let's talk about some ways that you can foster that sense of stability with your team. So the biggest and most important thing you can do is communicate transparently with your team. Help them understand what's going on with your organization. And especially right now in these uncertain times, that communication needs to happen frequently. Gallup Research found that even before COVID, only 22% of employees strongly agreed that the leaders of their organization had a clear direction for that organization. So again, that was before COVID when things at least should have been more stable. So to create stability, especially now when we're in the pandemic and slowly coming out of the pandemic, you really need to think about how to communicate what the plan is for your institution. Because what happens when, when people don't know all of the information, they start making things up. That's where conspiracies come from. That's where rumors come from, is I know something's happening. I don't know what it is. Maybe I heard a rumor. Maybe I saw something. Maybe I just got a weird vibe from people. But now I'm wondering what's going on. And maybe they will ask. And, you know, this has certainly happened to me as a supervisor, where maybe I got some information from my boss, from the administration, that this change is happening. And sometimes they didn't even know if something was happening. But, hey, the president is considering doing blank. And from my perspective and my team's perspective, that was going to be a negative change. So I, as a supervisor, kind of had the, that parental feeling like I want to shield the children slash my team from this information until we know it to be absolutely true. And even then, 
Let's wait to the last possible minute to give them this information. And occasionally, it worked out okay. But in general, it doesn't. Because if you've worked on campus before, and I assume you have slash are, you know how word gets around and how that word is usually not accurate. So if you can get ahead of that and keep your people in the loop, make sure they know what's going on, make sure they know what's coming up, and not in a, oh my God, you guys, you have no idea what's going to happen, but just letting them know so that they can prepare and that they, yeah, it may not be the best news and it may seem like a negative change that's coming, but at least they know the information versus, oh, I don't know, I hadn't heard that. I'll get back to you. Because then it also seems like you don't even know what's going on. And it can be challenging because sometimes your supervisor or their supervisor will say, don't tell anybody this is top secret, which really just, you know, I'm going over these four needs of followers. And the reason that we have to have these discussions is that because the vast majority of people, the vast majority of supervisors, and definitely the vast majority of administrators don't know how important this is. And they like that feeling of control. Oh, I don't want to lose control of our decision. I don't want people to get upset beforehand. And so we feel bad. But that's the problem with a lot of organizations. And so certainly, I would never tell you, if someone above you tells you not to tell your people, do it anyway. In part, I would never tell you that because I don't want you, you know, should they decide to terminate your position because you did that, I can't afford to give you that salary. But I think that there is some leeway between spilling the beans when you were specifically instructed not to and giving them enough information to make them feel stable. And honestly, if you're working in an organization that operates like this the vast majority of the time, you know, that's something that you're going to have to think about if that's a place that you want to work. But in general, for you as a supervisor, the more transparent you can be about what's going on, the better your employees will feel. And by better, I mean the more stable they will feel about what's going on. Because again, my super literal example, if you never knew when the ground was going to fall out from underneath you, you would constantly be on edge. But if you knew that at noon on Tuesdays, the ground's going to give out, then you can plan for that. And not to say that's going to make you feel super awesome, comfortable, because it's still, you know, but it's better. And what's also helpful in building this sense of stability is considering and treating your employees, your team members, like partners. Instead of making the decision because you know the bad news, because budgets are being cut, so you're just going to swipe, 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 swipe. That sounds like spending money. That's the opposite. So you're going to cut, cut, cut out of people's budgets. Talk to them about what's going on, that you've been mandated to cut X percent of the budget. And sure, you know, of course, nobody wants to hear that, but they will have more understanding for you as their supervisor, knowing why you're having to make those decisions, but also when you include your employees in those discussions, then they can become part of the solution. 
then they are becoming more invested and engaged in what's going on, at least in your department. And often, again, strengths, they will come up with solutions that you didn't think of. If you're trying to save money, they may come up with some better ways to save money than what you're thinking. So by having those conversations and treating them as partners instead of, again, something I was guilty of at times, you know, trying to be the parent and shielding them from the bad news and trying to take that weight off their shoulders, having them be a part of those discussions. And when you get feedback, making sure that goes to the appropriate party, because your organization is going to work better when people are honest with each other and when you have that feedback loop. Because just like with you, you may not have all the best ideas of ways to save money, but they might catch something that the higher administration isn't thinking of to save money, increase retention, whatever it is. So involving them in that conversation is going to be beneficial for everyone. But to the points of this podcast, it's going to make your employees have a greater sense of stability about your institution. And so quickly, you know, we talked about the Q12 and some of those items. Q1, I know what's expected of me at work. Having those expectations, clearly communicating them to each of your employees, to your employees as a group, super important. And if you've listened to other episodes of this podcast, you'll know that we often don't do it. And when we do it, we're typically not doing it in an effective way. So by setting those expectations, and again, and the again part's really in reference to other podcast episodes, but a job description is not setting expectations. It's a general guideline for things they're supposed to do. But as we know, those things change all the time, that other duties is assigned, very powerful statements. But also within the scope of that, like job descriptions are little bullet points. You're in charge of administrating blah, 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 blah. But how are they supposed to do that? What are the outcomes that you're looking for? What's the timeline? What resources do they have? Those are all important aspects of setting expectations. And again, in our trainings, we really help people understand the elements that are involved in setting expectations and even perhaps even more importantly, setting up a system to set expectations with everybody on a regular basis. Because if you work in higher ed, things are always changing. So your expectations should always be changing. And then Q2, I have the materials and equipment I need to do my work right. And we've talked about some of these Q12 in other episodes as well. But you, as the supervisor, don't always know if they have what they need to do their job well. And this, again, goes to that have a discussion, make them partners, talk it out with them, ask them, do you have what you need to do your job well? And you might be surprised at the answer because you may think, even if you've done that exact job before, oh, well, that's how I did it and it was fine. Again, things always change in higher ed. And or, well, I don't know, there's not an or there really, but even if you did it before, the people that replaced you or other people that you've hired to do that job now may not have the same skill set as you. 
Well, they probably definitely don't have the same talents as you. And even though maybe you bought them some new fancy software and you've given them some of the things they've asked for, very often, and and I think you guys know this, this software or that system or XYZ would be awesome. It would make our job so much easier. Sorry, we don't have the money. And we kind of shut that down. And, you know, money is obviously a real thing. And sometimes you can't afford the fancy software. But what else can you do? There is a huge gap between doing nothing and buying the perfect solution. And sometimes even when you're able to buy that software, once you start using it, you realize that it doesn't sync with other software you have, or you realize there's some other glitch. So staying on top of that, even though things are constantly changing, because we're in this adrenaline-driven frenzy, it seems like things stay the same, but that's not true. So checking in with your folks frequently, having those discussions frequently. Do you know what's expected? Do you have what you need once you know what's expected of you so you can accomplish those things? All very important and all things that are within your control. You may not have the ability to buy everything that your folks want or even your folks need to be as successful as they could be. But you do have the power to have those discussions and to allow them to be part of this process. That is within the scope of what you can do. And again, all of this comes together to create stability, even in times of uncertainty, because at least we know we're headed there together and we're doing what we can together. Like me, I am part of this, being on this team. And if something happens, I know my supervisor is going to come to me and explain what's going on, even if it's not the best news. But that's going to make me feel more comfortable versus never knowing what's going on. Because worst case scenario, you know, and I think this is all kind of in our, oh my God, what if enrollment goes down, they have to lay off people and or the college closes. If your supervisor comes to you and lets you know that when it's happening, what the process is, you are still going to feel more stable than the folks who are always wondering and never get that communication. Because yeah, you're going to have to figure out something else. You're going to have to get that other job. But you know you have to do it and you can make a plan. But when you don't even know what's happening, you can't even make a plan to make yourself feel grounded. So that wraps up, I guess, the fourth in this series, but the third. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. Next week, we'll talk about hope. And that's the last in this series on the four basic needs of followers. This week, well, now that you know that, I should say, now that we've talked about stability in more depth, think about some ways that you can build stability with your team. And if you yourself are not feeling so stable, Think about what kind of discussion you can have with your supervisor to open those lines of communication, both for yourself and so that information can trickle down through you to your team. So until next week, when we talk about hope, stay strong. Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkey. You can find this episode's transcript and links, as well as other episodes on our website www.strengthsuniversity.org slash mycircus If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe 
so you never miss an episode. As always, Alicia and I are here to support you as you reflect on where you are and where you want to go. One great way to invest in yourself and your team is to join us for the summer cohort of the Supervisor Strengths Institute. We are revamping the Institute this summer to make it even more manageable for your busy schedule. It is the same great content, but we've condensed it so you can work through each week's modules and start implementing change even faster. We know that life can too easily get in the way of you staying on track, so we've also added a bonus for everyone who completes all eight weeks of learning. You will get an additional 60 minutes of our time, and you can use that for more individual coaching, a short team session, or to receive a discount on a longer team workshop. Our Summer Institute starts on May 28th. Go ahead and register now. Check it off your list. We want you, your team, and your students to shine their brightest, and that starts with you. So join us for the Summer Institute using the link in the show notes, or if you have questions about the Institute or other services, contact us at Anne, and that's A-N-N-E, at strengthsuniversity.org. Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkey. You can find this episode's transcript and links, as well as other episodes, on our website, www.strengthsuniversity.org slash mycircus. If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.